spikes? Like, how do we get through doors that size? I don't know. Maggie, look! Hey, Scooby Snacks! Eat these, stupid. That's us! Joints! Boom! Uncle Scooby? Hi! I'm Scrappy Doo! Scrappy Doo? A big hello to all you mystery solvers out there, and welcome to Heavy Metal, a podcast about Scooby-Doo. I'm your host, Ethan Brundine, and each week, myself and a guest will take you through a mystery from somewhere in the vast history of the greatest cartoon of all time. My guest this week has been on the show once before. You know her. You love her. It's Maggie Grossman from the pup named Scooby-Doo episode, The Dawn of the Boogie Biker. She's back. Maggie, welcome back. Thank you so much for having me back, Ethan. You know, we've been talking about your eventual return to heavy metal. And you had a... you had led on that there was a goal that she wanted to bring to the certain justice, I think, had to be had to yes. be served. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, because because up until this point. We still have not covered the actual Scooby and Scrappy Doo show proper on this show. And you want it to be the first but more importantly, you wanted to come on to defend the little guy, Scrappy-Doo. The pup, the myth, the legend. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And, um, well, you could have, you, you picked a uh, real humdinger episode here to discuss. <laughs> we, much like Pup Named Scooby-Doo, um, these episodes are split into segments, um, separated by ad breaks this one is three instead of two and the one episode that you selected is scooby and scrappy do show season two episode seven scrappy's birthday slash sir scooby and the black knight slash scooby in wonderland yeah i thought we could get just a, a real smattering of everything that our friend scrappy uh has to offer uh, yeah, boy, howdy do we? Because um, they, <laughs> this whole era, has been uttered on this show a few times. It's been referenced in hushed whispers and, and frightened thoughts. Um, because this is the era where they officially get rid of the mysteries, get rid of the gang, cut out, cut out all the dead weight, cut off all the fat. Really drill down into what makes this show tick. What do people love about Scooby-Doo? They love Scooby, and they love Shaggy, Mm -hmm. and they love it when they run away from something or someone that is bigger than them. And they love, yeah, they love 
all the antics. They love all the snacks. Uh-huh. Uh, yep. They love all the jokes. And they're obsessed with this new Scrappy-Doo character. They want, they're, they're begging for more. He's, he's come onto the scene. He's, he's taken the world by storm. Um, then I want to get something out before we get any further into the show, because I'm really worried that your listeners are going to think that this is a bit. Of course. Please. I want everybody to know that I'm 100% earnest when I say that I love Scrappy-Doo. First of all, I'm sure that you would be happy to hear that. Um, I don't think Scrappy knows that anybody might not like him. I don't think that would ever. Yeah, he definitely does not seem. uh, He definitely does not seem um, aware that anything in the world is not 100% positive in the way that he likes it. (laughs) But you know, Scrappy Doo has come up a couple times on this show already. He was on. He's in obviously the Thirteen Ghosts of Scooby Doo, which has been covered. Um, He's in the new Scooby Doo Mysteries, which has been covered. And just in general, he's a He's a shadow looming over this show. You know, it's impossible not to to cons- consider Scrappy Doo. But every time he's come up previously, it has had the air of, you know, Scrappy Doo maybe is not so bad, right? Um, Scrappy Doo, he gets a bad rap, and I think in the case of the Thirteen Ghosts of Scooby Doo, uh. The various shows in which Scrappy Doo is part of them, but is still solving mysteries. I think in those cases, that is true. He is not bad. He's he's very palatable in those shows. I think when you remove everything else around him and make him the sole driving force of a plot and comedy and uh just creative writing in general, it becomes the definition of is he good <laughs> becomes much stretched much more thin, I would say. Um, yeah. However, you think, you think Scrappy Doo is, is best in, in his small, puppy sized yes. doses? If he is a member of a group of characters, if he is what the sixth most important character. Yeah, I think he's fine. <laughs> um, <laughs> the thing is, but I will be fair, because I've said this before, and I'll say it again, that I think that the majority of the v- hatred, the vitriol, because the, the hatred that the world has for Scrappy-Doo is, knows no limits. It's truly... Um, almost obscene the degree to which every person on earth knows Scrappy Doo, they would say, oh yeah, he sucks. Right? Whether or not they've even seen it. Is it too soon to get into the movie a little bit to touch on that response? We could do that, for sure. I think that that uh, what I'm sure you're about to bring up is I definitely think that that contributed somewhat to that uh, perception. For sure. The, uh, was it 2002, the live-action yes. movie? Okay. Yes. Um, I think you, I mean, I'm, I know that you, you know, 
I've seen that movie more times than I have. I actually saw it for the first time recently. I've seen uh, it a fair amount of time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, I don't think I was the only person who was... At, well, I, I don't know. Do we need to... Spoilers on... on yeah. <laughs> if you're listening to uh, this episode of a Scooby-Doo podcast and you have not seen the 2002 film uh, Scooby-Doo... I'd recommend uh, skipping forward because we are going to spoil it. Uh, but also, what are you doing? Go watch the movie. It's great. You should watch it. It's great. It's a good movie. Go watch it. Uh, but big, big spoilers um, for, for what happens uh, at the very end of that movie. Um, they turn... The big reveal is they turn Scrappy-Doo into the big bad. Yes. And when I tell you, I was so horrified and betrayed um maybe they thought it was a cutesy thing and they were playing into these ideas that people have that they hate scrappy do um but i think they underestimated how much people actually love scrappy do uh was there any backlash to that choice i i don't think so actually <laughs> <laughs> maybe you know that's certainly not amongst anybody whose voice would have been heard in 2002 yeah well that would be at letter. the yeah that would be at the rise of sort of snarky uh film bro uh discussion board criticism that is uh that is permeated and ruined the world that we live in today. <laughs> well, I personally was very upset on Scrappy-Doo's behalf for how he well, was treated I'm, in that I, film. This, this, is, this is your forum, and I am here to, to, to hear your complaints, and uh, I recognize them. You are heard. Thank you. I, I think the way he's portrayed in, in Scrappy-Doo's show is much more uh, true to his scrappy self, uh, than in that film. So if the, if Scooby Doo the movie is 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 one of your only um, exposures, Scrappy, you uh, check out uh, some earlier iterations. Yeah. Uh, and uh, check out this little guy. I think here's here's why here's why I like Scrappy. Here's my case for Scrappy. Be my um, guess. And I think this is, you know, why they invented him in the first place. Um, he's, a, he's a foil for Scooby, right? Yeah. You have Scooby's, Scooby and Shaggy are running away. They're scared. And then it, it drives the story. It works well. Here's Scrappy. And he's, you know, in all, for all intents and purposes, the opposite of Scooby. He's ready to run into the fight. He's, dare I say, scrappy. We'll, we'll get into his origin story. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and it, it, it works, I think, pretty well to drive the plot forward. You can't just have uh, your main characters always running away. You'll never it's be true. a monster. Um, that, kind of, that kind of brings me to my, um, my greater point on... Scrappy Doo, which is in in his absolute defense, I'll say this till the day I die. Um, 
I don't know that people dislike... I think that people's hatred for Scrappy-Doo doesn't come towards the character so much as it does at the quality of the show during the eras he was on. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Because, you know, I think it's more of just a... Because, I I mean, if Scrappy-Doo wasn't here, this was the Scooby and Shaggy show, and it was the exact same show, same bits. They, They run away from a different thing every episode, and they eat some food and they have some bad jokes or whatever. Um, it would, the, the, the anger would be the same. The show would be just as bad, if not worse. Um, they, you didn't like the jokes? It just, <laughs> um, um, no, I didn't really, <laughs> I, I guess I didn't hate them. They just were, uh, we're taking up time. <laughs> um, but I, I think that Scrappy is just a convenient scapegoat to be able to, to write off an entire era of Scooby-Doo as a whole and say, well, that was bad because it had Scrappy-Doo in it and not because of any faults of the uh, the level of commitment that the writers wanted to have to the show at that point. I think that's a fair argument. This is pretty long in the at this point. Yeah. I will I will say I had a good time watching these episodes. I'm happy for you. I'm glad to hear that. I guess I didn't mind them. Um there are worse episodes of the Scooby and Scrappy Doo show for sure. Yes, like, that is without a doubt, there are bad ones. I mean, this is yeah. still early on. I mean, this is season two of like seven. So, like, if you think they've run out of ideas at this point, like, yeah. yikes. This, this, um, this iteration gets weird, um, yeah. especially because, like you said, they're not really solving mysteries. It's unclear sort of uh, what they're doing. Yeah, they're not really doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, they don't really have a job. Um, it's they don't really they're not in school. Uh, they're just kind of traveling the world and getting into sort of different scenarios, which I I enjoy the the chaos of of this storytelling. Sure. Should we get into? Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> um, um, let's do it. So. We're going to start with the first one in the, in the lineup. Um, there was some so, so there was some confusion about the the uh, collection of episodes, right, and the order they would be in, that sort of thing. And I've done some research into this. So obviously these are three shorts, right? Um, and they were originally a part of the Scooby Doo Richie Rich Hour which was a programming block on uh, network television. That was an hour of Scooby-Doo shorts and Richie Rich shorts. And um, I will say uh, that these are surely better than the Richie Rich shorts, because at least they have Scooby and Shaggy in them and not the absolute menace that is Richie Rich, one of the most evil characters ever uh, created for any 
uh, piece of media ever. Um, <laughs> but uh, whenever we you first picked this uh, this collection, um, there was a different lineup of episodes of shorts um, because those were the ones that were originally a part of the uh, Richie Rich Hour. But then later on, after that show was later defunct, they repackaged everything as the Scooby and Scrappy-Doo show, which is what we both watch today on Tubi. Um, and uh, So then they got a different order and lineup, um, which is how it is listed on IMDb. So that's what I believe to be the official, um, the official episode ordering. Um, not that the Scooby-Doo wiki is wrong, per se, just that they are uh, pointing to something that no longer exists. Um, Got it. So, but the one that we really wanted to discuss, no matter what, was Scrappy's birthday, I would say, right? Yeah, I was, uh, I was intrigued. I didn't remember Scrappy's birthday, necessarily. Um, I remembered the other two. Um, but when I oh, saw, interesting. you know, I, I actually, I, I had pretty good recall from a lot of these. I think it, I think this show rerun on Cartoon Network a lot. Um, yeah. so I remembered a lot of these episodes. I don't know that I remembered Scrappy's birthday, although it's so simple that it's kind of hard to, I was like, yeah, this kind of tracks. Um, yes, yeah. Weirdly for me, it's the opposite. Scrappy's birthday was the one I remembered, and I had no memory of the other two. I could have guessed what Scooby and Wonderland was. But, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I didn't remember them at all. Um, um, but, but yeah, I guess we might as well covered introduce... Scooby's birthday. I figured, it, you know, it's true. We had to, it's true. We had to get the origin story. Um, would be a good pairing. Yeah, and somewhere out there, I can't remember which one it is, because for some reason in my brain, I remembered it being this one, but now that I think about it, it doesn't make any sense, but there's an image out there of Scooby-Doo's birth, right? Which is uh, him, similar to this, he's in a, in a hospital with his, his dog, mother, and father, um, and... For some reason, I thought it was in Scrappy's birthday, which now that I think about it, it doesn't make any sense because it's Scrappy's birthday. But it's not in that in this episode, and it's not in Happy Birthday Scooby Doo. So I'm going to have to track that one down because that I remember being just very bizarre. Um, I, I do love but, collecting all of the various members of Scooby Doo's extended family. That is yes, yeah, very fun for me. Yeah, uh, which we get a good one in this one. Uh, so. Scrappy's birthday episode of Scooby and Scrappy-Doo show starts. Scrappy is so happy because it's his birthday and he's being given the best birthday gift anyone could ask for. A picnic with his Uncle Scooby and his best pal Shaggy. Which, I've of two thoughts of this. On the one hand, it's kind of sad that this is the best birthday gift you could ever hope for. A picnic. Ow. Because it's sweet. Because, you know, he gets to you're be not, You're not charmed by our little Scrappy and 
just think he should dream bigger. How thankful he is to have these close relationships with his uncles. Well, the thing is, well, it'd be great if um, they didn't share a meal together every day of their life. (laughs) Constantly. (laughs) Several meals every day. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, like, literally every episode starts with them somewhere eating something. (laughs) It's not You're telling me you wish Scrappy was greedier and wanted more capitalistic ambitions. Yes, I do. Because I think that I I need some reason to justify not liking him. He's too, he's too altruistic. He's too, he's too wholesome. Yeah, yeah exactly. I get it. I get it. Um, but also, when you think about it, you're Scrappy's, what, what, this is his first birthday? Like, <laughs> this is probably, the, <laughs> no wonder this is his best birthday he's ever had. <laughs> um, he's a puppy. Like, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, Shaggy says that he remembers Scrappy's actual birthday. Um, and so we reminisce back to the past in which Shaggy and, uh, and Scooby are pacing the halls of St. Bernard's Hospital. Great hospital. That's a name. joke. I loved it's it. It's a joke. I laughed. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Um, it, it's already fascinating, right? <laughs> <That> they're... <laughs> Awaiting the uh, the birth of a puppy from a human hospital. Yeah, they seem <laughs> like, to be the only uh, the only animals at this hospital. Yeah, yeah, they don't call it Saint Bernard's Animal Hospital or whatever. Those do exist, obviously, um, but no, they're just they they're treating this very much like a a classic, you know, labor scene of awaiting the news, and uh, we learn that. Scooby's sister, which makes sense, obviously, because mm-hmm. he's Uncle Scooby, is giving birth to Scrappy. This is Ruby Doo. Uh, no, Ruby-Doo. You, you're not mishearing me. I didn't just uh, pronounce it the way that Scooby Doo would pronounce his own name. No, her name is Ruby Doo. You can tell that she is a girl because she has a bow on her head. <laughs> um, this is the only time. The only time we ever see Ruby do one of the classic. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. She's one of the classic wow. um, Scooby extended families in that she appears once and then never reappears. Um, she, doesn't, she doesn't look great. That, she's very, she's very gray no. and tired looking. Yeah. Her, her, yeah, her skin is some. Her skin color is somewhere in between Scooby Dumb and Scooby Doo, which creates a a very uh, fallow look to her. She definitely looks like this is a has been a rough pregnancy for her. Um, it is, it's not an attractive color of a dog for sure. <laughs> also important to note, Scrappy's father is not in the picture here. No, I don't. Um, I don't know that we ever meet Scrappy's father. We don't. We don't meet his father. He is not mentioned in this episode. No. It's clear that Ruby Ruby Doo is a very uh, a a pragmatic uh, single Modern mother. Woman. Exactly. Um, and and Scooby's a very attentive brother. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I would. You know, when or if my sister ever has kids, I would like. 
if I can, to be there at the at the hospital when when uh, they're born, of course. Um, this is uh, it's all very sweet. We do know that that Scooby do has a has a loving relationship with his own parents, who they're not here. They seem to not be interested in the birth of Scrappy. Um, but this this all I think colors in some stuff for me. The fact that Scrappy's father is not in the picture. It it makes his dote doting uh, obsession with his uncle make all the more sense, right? Like he does not have a powerful or a a meaningful uh, male figure in his life, right? He has no no father in the picture, so he has to. Of course, he has to uh, to be drawn to this. Uh, this this positive male role model, right? Absolutely, I think, and I think Scooby's an excellent uh, male role model. You know, yeah, he's, uh, um, doesn't have you know that toxic masculinity. He's very uh, demonstrates uh, great friendships. I would yeah. I would love to have Scooby as my father figure. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> You could quote me on that. Yeah, for sure. I will. Um, I'll, I'll make sure that that is a uh, to keep that in mind. <laughs> um, Shaggy, you know, he's there too. He's a great friend to Scooby Doo <laughs> for for uh, putting up with this. But I guess Scooby goes wherever Shaggy wants to go. So this is the one time that Shaggy can be there for his friend. Um, it's nice that they're both there. We get the, uh, thankfully, the labor scene takes place off, off screen, <laughs> um, but we, we, it, it sounds rough, not gonna lie. Um, there are some just crashes and bangs and screen shaking going on <laughs> while it's all happening, and it uh, turns out that Scrappy comes out just raring to go. <laughs> um, he's fully personified as himself. He's fully intelligent. Uh, he fully clothed. Beats up the the yeah, fully clothed. Beats up the midwife who, uh, who helped to, you know to give birth to him. Uh, helps with the labor, and uh, he's he's already picking fights, Maggie. Now this is well, even, he doesn't want to be the kind of, He doesn't want to be swaddled. Yeah, but uh, I'm just saying, you know, you have to convince me that the, that he is a a perfect person. That he comes out swinging. You know, that this is a wonderful thing that this doctor has done for him by bringing him into the world and helping his his mother have a have a safe and healthy birth. And and how does he repay him by by attacking him in his place of business? Sometimes you have to assert yourself. In the room, you've got one chance to make a first impression, and this doctor comes and tries to pin his arms and legs in and and confine him right when he comes into the world, yeah. and he's here ready to explore and meet his uncle Scooby. No, he's not going to be tied down. Are you kidding me? This guy? Absolutely not. Unacceptable. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. Um. Yeah. 
As you say, he's already fully clothed. He's wearing a baby bonnet and a diaper. Um, Adorable. His, his, he looks very cute. Looks, he looks very cute. I should add a lot of the appeal to Scrappy-Doo is how cute he is. He's cute. Yeah. He's a kid. Again. He's a cute, scrappy kid. Again, Maggie. He looks very cute. His voice in this episode, where he is, that the voice actor is affecting the infantile voice. Um, lots of, lots of, you know, L's and R's becoming W's. Is so obnoxious. <laughs> I could not handle it. I already find his voice kind of annoying, but <laughs> this is just a bridge too far for me, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say the, the baby talk, I will grant you, um, I, I was a little nervous. I was that, uh, ooh, we're going to have the baby talk the whole episode segment. It was, it was um, difficult. Yeah, it's 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 simply no good. I mean, he he he. I mean, he says "gawi mommy," and I'm like, "Oh my god, stop!" It's no. I mean, but again, if anyone was doing this, I would find it annoying. I guess it's not solely Scrappy's fault. But he was just born. And it's true. If anything, I should be impressed. It's a miracle Are that you? he is speaking at all. I mean, that's that's some moxie he's got. Yeah. Um, Shaggy and Scooby are elated to hear about the birth of this child, so much so that they accidentally um, they accidentally knock over an orderly, which is this episode's monster, for lack thereof. Right? Um, no and matter this what, ends um, up yeah. being the whole episode, which yes could have been resolved by both parties apologizing to each other and moving on. Maggie, um, welcome to Scooby and Scrappy-Doo. <laughs> um, but I'm not complaining. Listen, listen, Scooby-Doo has always been formulaic, right? That's the whole thing. The whole <laughs> thing is the formula. It's a perfect formula. Even if you take out the monsters, it's still formulaic. They, they, they bump into something every episode. Um, and more often than not, it would seem, in these uh, Scooby and Scrappy-Doo episodes, one of the shorts is just them running away from a big, strong guy that they have pissed off somehow, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's just not good, in my opinion. I find it very boring, personally. You didn't like... Oh, come on. Okay, well, it wasn't just hopping into them and running away. There were at least three different costume changes. Yes, yes, they they dress themselves up as uh, as surgeons, which mm-hmm. is a very frightening thought. Um, <laughs> to have your surgery done by a dog and a man who is about as smart as a dog, right? Um, they, they I, obviously... This is one of my favorite, one of my favorite, all-time favorite Scooby-Doo bits, though. It's... Really? Really? I well, lo- I, it gets please. me every time when you, they dress up as something, it's clear that oh, that, sure. the bat, that the baddie should be able to see through the costume. Yeah. Uh, it's and then they have a little exchange 
they confuse the baddie and are able to get away. It gets me every time. I, it's fair. It is fun. It is fun. Um, the problem is, is that it's best when it is a one-minute bit out of a 22-minute episode, right? <laughs> Not the duration of an entire short <laughs> being applied to this. Um, so you think when the writers saw that people liked that bit, decided to extend it over the course of a whole episode, that was a bad idea? I do. I do think mm-hmm. that. You know, mm-hmm. sue me, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think that. <laughs> well, I laughed. Sure. It, there are some some okay jokes, like like Shaggy calling it a, a hypodemic nerdle. Pretty funny. Um, thankfully, we see that they are not actually performing surgery on a live patient, but are instead cutting open a, a, a daisy chain. Um, okay bit, right? That's fun. Yep, um, that got me. Scrappy's already upset because uh, he has run around this entire hospital and has found nobody to play with. Um, but then he's... Which is sad. Sad thing. He sees uh, Shaggy and Scooby running away from the orderly, and that uh, that looks like a game to him. He wants to play, right? <laughs> um, he's immediately enamored with his Uncle Scooby. Yeah, he's been looking. He's been looking for Scooby. He wants to help. This is this is the origin story that and it's be a team. I, I will begrudgingly admit it's pretty sweet. It's nice. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Scrappy's just immediately impressed with Scooby because Shaggy has accidentally forced Scooby Doo to swallow soap, and uh, Shaggy. Scrappy not only thinks that that is an amazing feat to swallow a bar of soap, but then when Scooby starts talking and burping up bubbles, I mean, that's just hilarious. It's a great trick. Classic. They do another, um, they do another bit. I did think this one was funny. I liked this one. Where they pretended to be newborn, new, uh, new parents of a newborn, with, with Scrappy in the baby cradle. Uh, yes. That's funny. That the idea is of Shaggy and Scooby being a, a, a married couple is always funny. Um, and, I thought and this was see, interesting. And we see Scrappy with his first, uh, his first hit. He, yeah. got his, he, <laughs> yeah. got his, he got his first punch in. Because, I mean, this is fun. This is interesting. Uh, interesting sign of the times, right? Because this is 1981, um, where where Shaggy gives the uh, gives the orderly a cigar and says, "Congratulations, it's a it's a boy, right?" But because this is this is 1981, by this point they've decided that kids shouldn't be smoking, right? Uh, which is good. I agree with that. Oh, Ethan coming out against coming out against smoking. Yeah, that's <laughs> a hot take. I I, I would agree. Uh, if anybody's listening to this podcast. <laughs> okay. uh, uh, don't smoke. Good. Um, so, yeah, so instead of it being a real cigar, it's a bubblegum cigar, right? Um, mm-hmm. But it's just this interesting point of where we are in the timeline where giving somebody a cigar for having a boy is still a thing, right? Um, but, right. It, it's, it, it, but it can't be an actual cigar because there are kids watching. Um, yeah, I think there was a time... 
I think there was a time too where like, you know, it was right around where, you know, no smoking sections and no smoking in hospitals like started to become a thing that made maybe bubblegum cigars for this particular milestone maybe had entered the yep. the zeitgeist. Um, uh, it would be a wild thing to do today if somebody had a baby and you handed them a bunch <laughs> of bubblegum or regular cigars. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, thank you. Uh, do you have any formula or diapers or money? <laughs> <laughs> I registered for a whole bunch of things and, uh, <laughs> sure. Um, so, so, like, I, I mean, it's hard to go through the plot of this because it's just antics the whole time. So we might as well skip to the end of Scrappy's birthday unless, unless there's a bit that you specifically want to point out. No, all the bits were great. Every bit was a hit. Okay. I would rank the bits as uh, the number one bit was the newspaper daisy chain, followed by uh, the dressing up as new parents, and then the soap bubble bit, I think, was the weakest. All right. All right. At least we can agree on that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, so, so... Scrappy, as you say, punches the guy. They all get into a fight. Um, the first of many uh, situations in which Scrappy will inflict his uncle and his friend to physical harm. Um, so, so now Shag and Scoob are checked into the hospital because they have many broken bones. And Scrappy's talking to his mother in that very annoying baby talk. And we have to talk about this, right? Scrappy is what? At and being generous at the most an hour old, right? I would say, yeah, um, one hour old. And he asks his mother, Ruby, if he can go hang out with Shaggy and Scooby all the time. You know, just go out on the road with them. Peace out, Mom. And she's like, yeah, sure, if that's what you want to do. Yeah. I need to know what you think of this, Maggie. Is this... well? Is this positive behavior? She has witnessed that they have a special bond. Um, I don't think she's... I don't think she's expecting they're going to go out on the road together tomorrow. First of all, Shaggy and Scooby have to recover from their uh, horrific wounds. So, you know, it'll take about six weeks for their bones to heal. By then, he'll be six weeks old. Dogs age faster than humans do so yeah he'll be ready to go she's completely out of the picture by this point i mean she did like i mean he's a puppy and she does, has no interest in, in viewing his childhood being a part of it she's fine with just him going out on the road and getting into trouble with no, with with no qualms i mean th- this is it it's sad he doesn't have a mother in his life you know everybody parents differently and if she wants to be a hands-off parent, I support that. All right, fair enough. <laughs> I guess I should be a... I'm more this... concerned with the fact that this hospital staff person uh, beat up these two perfectly innocent visitors. Uh, that, that's, and I hope that's fair. I hope he lost his job, and I hope that Shaggy and Scooby uh, got free medical care. Yeah, uh, I would report him to HR for sure. Um, uh, 
while the, then we just to round out the episode we flash back to present day at the picnic Scooby-Doo brings out his uh, his birthday cake for Scrappy Scrappy goes you know da 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 birthday power right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that got a laugh for me spits the uh, spits the the cake all over the the boys and Scooby goes Scoo- Scooby Dooby good did that mm-hmm. get a laugh from you Maggie mm-hmm. uh mm, mm, no I don't really know who that was because that's that's Scooby Dooby bad that's nothing that's what that <laughs> is yeah uh no mm. Pass. It w- we'll workshop it. Yeah, Scooby needs to yeah, workshop yeah. that one. Yeah. yeah, these episodes definitely uh, were first drafts that were turned in. <laughs> I, think, I think they wrote a hundred episodes in a day before lunch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yes, Scrappy's birthday. That's Scrappy's birthday. That's his. That's his origin story. Uh, it doesn't you know when you think about it, it's not that much of an origin story because no. he. It's not, not learned behavior in any way. He just b- was that way from the beginning, I guess. He came into the world fully oh. formed. We learned yes. his, his, the the doctor named him Scrappy. And his mom yeah. said, yeah, that's a great name. We'll go with Scrappy. Yeah, because sure. Call Scrappy. Want. I don't even care about this kid. I don't know. <laughs> I'm never him again. <laughs> really become a Ruby Doo hit. You know. I don't like Ruby Doo, you know? I mean, if she like if she didn't want the kid to be a part of her life, she could have given it up to adoption or something. Well, or could she did, an, essentially. Uh, Scooby's taking care of him. So. Yeah, but they're not good parents, I don't think so. <laughs> Personally. I think they, they, they endanger this child at every point. I would call CPS. <laughs> After the events of one episode of any of... Any short from any episode of Scooby and Scrappy Doo show, I would call Child Protective Services immediately to see what's wrong with that kid. <laughs> I think that Scrappy is saving Scooby more often than the other way around. So, fair enough. You're I welcome. Just, I just think there needs to be some discipline somewhere. That's what I think. But I guess I'm not a hippie like Shaggy. Real Fred energy over here. Yeah, yeah, that's right. If Fred was still around, things would be things would be fine. Or even Daphne and Velma, all three of them. They were what was keeping this ship afloat. I will say this show could probably use a Velma. Velma yeah. would yeah. would add a little umph to the Scooby and Scrappy show, but absolutely. You're watching Scooby and Scrappy Doo, part of Much Ado About Scooby. On Boomerang from Cartoon Network. Uh, get back to uh, Scooby and Scrappy, but first we're going to take some lovely respite for a game, Maggie. Going to play a nice round of Scooby or not Scooby. You're familiar with this. This is the game where I get a collection of titles, some of which are titles of Scooby-Doo episodes. Other of which will be titles of something else. Could be anything. What I've chosen this week is it an episode of Scooby Doo or an episode of Care Bears. Oh boy. Contemporary cartoon with Scooby and Scrappy Doo. Classic eighties children's entertainment. So here we go. 
For letter or worse. For letter or worse. That's gotta be Care Bears. I'm so sorry. This is an episode of Scooby-Doo. This is an episode of a pup named Scooby-Doo. As Shaggy and Scooby are chosen as contestants on their favorite game show, a ghostly gangster shows up. See? There's a monster in that one, so it's good. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm being a little mean to you. Scooby, Scooby. I thought it sounded like some sort of uh, Care Bears, like, oh, we're going to teach you the alphabet does, or something. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, the thing that came to stay. Okay, well. See, this is what you do. You try and trip us up. I've listened to this show. I know how you work. You want me sure. to say Scooby Doo. Am I doing that right now? Or am I tricking you mm. by tricking All right, well, you? now you're going to... Um, you want me to say Scooby-Doo? I'm going to guess Care Bears. This is a Care Bears. Yes. A wild animal that Cheer Bear brings aboard the SS Friendship causes so much trouble that she soon learns animals should remain in the wild. Good lesson for kids. Yeah. Uh, mm, Don't bring a hyena well, into your home. Sure. Okay, I've actually I've never seen any Care Bears. This is not a this is not a franchise I have really any familiarity with. I've not seen an episode of Care, Bo- Care Bears since I was like three years old. I would say, so, <laughs> you know, I, I, maybe maybe when I get through all the Scooby Doo episodes, I'll start a, a Care Bears podcast. <laughs> Heavy cuddle. I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see. Uh, the Wrath. Of Shrieky. Um, mm, Scooby-Doo? The Care Bears help a young girl to stop <laughs> Shrieky's plans to turn the forest of feelings into a gnarled wasteland. Wow. Yeah. From like, this is like an eco-terrorist? Maybe. This, sounds, this is intense. Wow. Okay. Oh, not doing so hot. Scary Christmas. Uh, mm, okay. Well, I'm just going to keep guessing Scooby-Doo until one of these is Scooby-Doo. This is a Scooby-Doo. Uh, this is a Be Cool Scooby-Doo episode. Daphne just wants to be able to celebrate her birthday, which is right on Christmas Eve, while Fred is determined to solve a Christmas mystery and keeps returning at the local orphanage. Unfortunately, all he can get is one with a pterodactyl, which has nothing to do with Christmas. Uh, that sounds excellent. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it, that one's, that's, it's a funny, funny bit. Funny joke. Uh, okay. Four out of eight done. Uh, you've gotten two correct. So you're 50-50 so far. Giant problems. Hmm. Air bears? This is another Be Cool Scooby-Doo episode, I'm afraid. Daphne travels with the gang to an ancient Blake family castle in Ireland, which is being further damaged by an angry, rampaging giant. This brings out the knight in Fred and the Irish in Daphne. Wow. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen Be Cool Scooby-Doo. You know, uh, it, 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 it has its moments. I like that show. Um... 
so far, nobody has wanted to cover it on the show. So we'll see. At some point, I might just have to beg somebody to do so. <laughs> um, in fact, I think that that is, other than the uh, the Shaggy and Scooby-Doo, Shaggy and Scooby-Doo Get a Clue, which uh, we did record an episode on, which has now been lost, uh, Be Cool Scooby-Doo is now officially the only series that has not been covered on the show to this point. Um, Ow. Yeah. Food for thought for anyone who wants to come on at some point. Okay. There's no business like snow business. No business like snow business. Well, there had to be a snowy Care Bear. Is that how Care Bears worked? Or were they only... Yeah, each one is like a thing. They usually have a, a... are attached to a feeling. So there's like cheer cold bear, bear, sad bear, maybe cold bear. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I'm going to go Scooby Doo. This is a Care Bears episode. Uh, Champ helps a young skier named Danny re- regain his confidence on the slopes while Beastly and Shrieky try to capture Champ. Sure. You're making Care Bears sound very scary. It does sound very intense for kids, for sure. Snow job too small. Um. Yeah, mm, okay. Yeah. Now I'm. Now I'm. Now I'm trying to do the math. Okay. Well, mm, Scooby Doo. Nope. Yeah, you're right. This is a, this is Scooby Doo. The guys have a job of getting the... Uh, this is a, a Scooby and Scrabby-Doo short, so of course the guys refers to uh, the three main characters. The guys have a job of getting the rotten little Wilbur to his Uncle Cosgrove's chalet to receive his inheritance. But he has to be there before midnight, and soon they are being chased by the abominable snowman who doesn't want them to make it. I'm sure that they dress up like some stuff and run away in that episode. Um, <laughs> Uh, okay, one last one. Are you ready? All right, I better get this one. Snow place like home. Snow place like home. Could be a Wizard of Oz situation. Could be... Ooh... Scooby-Doo? This is a pop named Scooby-Doo episode. The kids go to a ski chalet to go skiing, but they find it almost deserted and haunted by an ice demon, and soon some developers are trying to get the owners to sell. A lot of ski episodes. Kids love to ski. A universal experience. Yeah, yeah. Not my best outing, but... We all can go skiing in the Alps whenever we want to. Yeah. Stephanie will take us to her chalet. (laughs) Coming up next, it's Scooby and Scrappy-Doo on Boomerang from Cartoon Network. Okay, uh, back to Scooby and Scrappy-Doo. Now we have Sir Scooby and the Black Knight. Now, like I said, this is 1981. Scooby-Doo premieres 
in December of 1969, right? That's when What's New Scooby or, or Scooby Doo Where Are You comes out. First first episode, December 1969. First episode of Scooby Doo Where Are You is the Black Knight Ghost. Right. We are barely ten years out from that, and they are already uh, ripping themselves off. People love the classics, Ethan. It's a good point. It's a good point. I just find it funny that it's like, you know, you could do a vampire 10,000 times, right? Always, always room for another vampire. Black Knight? That's, that's very specific, right? Not even just a knight, but the Black Knight ghost. Very specific. Um, but what can I say? They haven't exactly proven themselves to be, to not be out of ideas by this point. <laughs> Is that so, where the Martin Lawrence movie came from? Do you remember that movie? Was it Martin Lawrence? Uh, could be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, very well could be uh, written by the same people who wrote this episode. I will say, of the three that we watched today, this one was my favorite. I thought it was the funniest. Um, the bit, oh, this one was your favorite. Bits okay. the best for me. All right. It's yeah. a good, yeah. Good Maybe bits. that's not a popular opinion, but it was mine. <laughs> Maybe yeah. just having an actual monster was enough to uh, yeah, okay. trick Clearly, me into being like the things that I liked. <laughs> Clearly you are beholden to a monster and, you know, some of us uh, need that kind of structure to our stories and I get that. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just, I'm not as imaginative as other people. I need the monster to, uh, to guide me. <laughs> uh, the boys, they're, they are biking through scotland seems like a lovely trip yeah there was a lot of travel in this show as i recall like every every now and then they would just be in paris or be in wherever yeah yeah literally yeah i mean so the sort of the structure of the three uh of the three short episode of scooby and scrappy doos one short will be there some they're somewhere with an actual monster, right? They're not gonna unmask that monster, but there's at least a monster there, right? You'll get one of those, guaranteed. One of them uh will be just like a sitcom plot kind of thing that inevitably devolves into them running away from a big guy, right? Which is in this case <laughs> Scrappy's birthday, but there's also like there's like at least two episodes in which Shaggy gets into a weightlifting contest with a strong man, right? They just <laughs> they just do that all the time. Um, and the third one can be whatever they want. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's the third one's usually where they experiment the most. Um, but this is the closest we'll get to classic Scooby Doo here, right? Um, so you also get really do... nice title cards between them, yes, which is fun. Yes, I do love the title cards. They're great. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed watching this on Tubi, I will say, more than I enjoyed watching it, watching this show on uh, Boomerang, because on Boomerang, they're not collected into episodes, it's just each short on its own, and they play the entire theme song and credits with each seven-minute short, right? Oh, no. <laughs> so it um, becomes we very didn't talk tiresome. About the, we didn't talk about the theme song. Um, uh, yeah, not it's great. Uh, fine, right? It's, a, it's, it's Yeah. <laughs> Which could barely be called a theme song. (laughs) 
I, it's like they didn't even, it's like they forgot to write one and then yeah. they just kind of said Scooby-Doo a bunch of times. Um, yep. Half of it is scrappy talking, so I already don't like it. <laughs> uh, yeah, one of the worst. In, in almost all Scooby-Doo theme songs are great. Yeah, yeah. Um, particularly have a pop name, Scooby-Doo. Of course, um, of course. But, uh, oh, yeah, this one was not good. <laughs> no. <laughs> so, like I said... They're biking to Scotland. They've got these little hats on. They've got their little Scottish tans, right? It's very cute. Uh, and there's a bagpiper there. A real-life bagpiper. And uh, Scooby gets distracted by the bagpipes, gets off course on his little bike, winds up colliding with the bagpiper, who doesn't miss a single beat of the song, doesn't miss a note. Keeps keeps playing the bagpipes, except now he's playing Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Pretty funny. I did laugh. I laughed a lot. <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a very funny, arresting image. Um, I don't want to analyze it too hard, though. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't really clear where the air was going in. Yeah. But it was... <laughs> Yeah. It was funny. Where's the air going in and where's the air coming out, you know? <laughs> like, and what's wrong with, with Scooby's insides that he makes that noise? <laughs> Scooby, to his credit, did have a very surprised look on his face. Yeah, it's true. It's so funny because when he drops him off, he's got like Shaggy's like, like, are you okay? And he has this incredibly weary look on his face. Like he's just been through something. <laughs> uh, yeah, this, that, that was the hardest I laughed the whole time. It was very funny. Um, they arrive at a authentic Scottish castle. Mm-hmm. Um, Little Airbnb. Just another thing, yeah. Another thing that they have uh, ripped off from themselves. They've already been to Scotland in another series and stayed in a castle in that series too. Just, just keeping a running mm-hmm. tally of all the things that happen in this episode <laughs> that they've already yeah. done before. Just so you know. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. It 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 is basically like a bed and breakfast thing, right? Like like uh, they're the only ones there, and it's an authentic castle. Uh, but even well, still, I guess it it's a little unclear. If they're supposed to be there, or if they got to yeah, the wrong place. Yeah, if they've just been confused. Um, yeah. Because, you know, I don't know if you've ever stayed at a, a bed and breakfast before, but even if I'm staying somewhere that's not, like, officially a hotel, upon arrival, I would look for some way to check in, right? Mm-hmm. Look for somebody. Give me a sign. To take, to give me a key. Maybe if they're they're gone, they left the key out, and there's like a, a like a guest book to sign, something like that. Um, boys are not interested in that in any way because they come in and see a full meal set out on on the table, mm. and they go, "Oh, must be for us." Look, if you'd been biking Let's through Scotland it. all day, you know, and you came across a beautiful feast, how happy would you be, Aggie? I mean, yes, you're right, but I will not let you justify this because <laughs> this is the absolute number one through line with, with the Scooby and Scrappy-Doo show. Is that <laughs> Shaggy, Scooby, 
crappy do show up somewhere in some new place and just just Help fuck themselves. with yeah. people and cause and cause problems. Okay, <laughs> they are they are international terrorists. Is what they're they free spirits. They go from country to country. Sure, yeah, they're vagabonds. It's all very Jack Kerouac. <laughs> <laughs> but here's my one of my biggest pet peeves yeah. in TV and movies is when people show up somewhere in a scene and there's a beautiful spread of food that nobody eats. And I'm so distracted because I'm looking at this spread uh, that nobody's eating. And, uh, you know, my friends Shaggy and and Scooby and Scrappy, uh, they would never do that to me. They're going to enjoy themselves. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Because <laughs> enjoy themselves, they do. They eat. Uh, they eat all this food, and then the uh, the Black Knight shows up behind them. And uh, I will say yeah. to their credit that this is different because now the Black Knight can speak, and speak he mm-hmm. does. <laughs> <laughs> He's got this lovely Scottish accent. It's just adorable. It seems very authentic. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and he's he's understandably upset. And they're like, well, I don't understand. What are you mad about? We have reservations. And he's like, not here, bud. Get out. Uh, which does link credence to the fact that this is probably not their hotel at all. They've just wandered into somebody's home and, you know, started messing with things. Um but uh, they're like, this is, he says, this is my home and this is my dinner. They've just eaten this poor man's food. This man that likes to dress up in a, in a suit of armor in his own home. Yeah, we no do have to talk around. about... No judgment. Do whatever this, you want. Uh, yeah. yeah, he's cos- cosplaying, maybe. You know? Uh, maybe he's on his way to a convention. Uh if you own a Scottish castle, I mean, if I owned a, a castle complete with suits of armor and stuff, you know I'd be putting that suit of armor on. <laughs> of course. Gotta see what it's like. Maybe Absolutely. he just slipped in, right? Maybe that was his first time trying it out. Exactly, exactly. It takes a lot, it's a lot of work getting that thing on and off, as we all know. Mm. Um, and uh, <laughs> he tells them, you know, this is my dinner and this is what I do to people that eat my dinner. And he crushes one of his own goblets in his hand. Very menacing. Absolutely. Yeah, that was pretty dark for this show. That's what happens now, Maggie. Uh, well, you know, um, the... the Chase ensues, Scrappy. Yeah, they, uh, they, they, they run away from him. They run away. Yeah. Again. yeah. You know, uh, it's... Uh, which, to be fair, can't blame him. I would too. Yeah. You know, yeah. He's, they've been threatened. Uh, and again, much like Scrappy's birthday's episode, um, you know, we could have had a nice civil conversation. Uh, yeah. You know, oh, how did you end up in my house? There's been a miscommunication. Um, 
you know, why don't we all have dinner together? We could get to know each other. Maybe we'll be friends. Yeah. Um, yeah. We could have a dinner party. Uh, no, we're going to escalate directly to violence. <laughs> you know, they run away uh, to the dungeon. Hope you're keeping track. This is another thing that is, uh, <laughs> they've done before where they go to the dungeon and, and Scrappy says, this must be the game room, which is almost identical to the episode A Gaggle of Galloping Ghosts, in which Thelma loses her glasses in a castle and conflates a uh, dungeon with a playroom. Uh, just <laughs> making sure everybody's on the same page. Uh, yeah, Scrappy is convinced that they're at the hotel and every scenario can be traced back to, oh, you know, this is the recreation manager. Yeah, you know, yeah. Is this the pool? Whatever. Yeah, exactly. Um, blissfully unaware. Perhaps <laughs> intentionally ignorant. Um, He's optimistic. Sure. I'm just not going to be able to convince you that there's something sinister going on with him, am I? <laughs> it's not going to happen. And just look at that face. Look at that little guy. <laughs> it's not to love. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, they, they, yeah. So they get into semantics down here. There's like a bit with the crossbow and all this sort of thing. Um, we need to talk about what's in the closet. We need to talk about the skeleton in the closet. Oh, this was very funny. This was my favorite bit. This was okay. a great bit. It, it, it's inexplicable, which is the best kind of bit, right? <laughs> it's very funny. Um, they, uh, they, they lock themselves in the closet to escape the Black Knight, and they hear a voice. Creaky old voice. <laughs> says, Hello, I'm Sir Morbid the Great. Normal thing to hear in the dark in a closet. Uh, light comes on, so Morbid the Greatest struck a match. It's a skeleton in pajamas. <laughs> and he says something like, oh, it's so great to have company. Yeah, yeah. He's, He's bored. Alone for who knows how long. Yeah. A possessed skeleton. I mean, I'm sure it gets lonely. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if you're why is he in the closet? What is he why is he wearing pajamas? I just don't understand. <laughs> well the Black Knight probably killed him or cursed him or something. Could be. Could be. I just found the fact that he was wearing pajamas so funny. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Sir Morbid the Great is a is a really great Yeah. Name. Yeah. It just um, it's a it's a bit that's difficult to track, but it does make you laugh. That's for sure. It does make you laugh. Um, they run away again. To be fair, talking skeleton pretty scary. I'd run away too. Uh, even though he does seem like a chill guy, who just wants to hang out. Uh, I'd love the whole cartoon about Sir Morbid. Um, <laughs> Scrappy launches himself at the uh, at the at the Black Knight. Uh, with a catapult. Heroically, I might add. It's true. It's true. Taking initiative or terrorizing this this man in his own home, one or the other. Uh, <laughs> your choice. Uh, whichever way you slice it. Um, 
the the black knight says i'm gonna make this a night to remember and then laughs uh we all laugh at our own jokes right that's funny i do me too i just that just made me chuckle i was like that's funny what a what a weird dumb thing to have happen (laughs) (laughs) this next bit also good where they all spit into one suit of armor right Uh, yeah it was a great bit the the timing of it was really funny too where they were like where scrappy's like well if we all dress up like him he'll think we're one of his buddies right so they climb into this white suit of armor this is being the black knight they're the white knight uh uh oh (laughs) but they they climb (laughs) climb into this one suit of armor and like immediately it just starts moving like slowly and awkwardly and then falls apart i laughed i thought it was very funny uh, and that's the yeah, thing. That was, yeah, it's good bits. That's the, that's together, the key. You get a good episode. Exactly. I, I agree. This episode's good. And that's the key is that if the bits are good, if they're funny, then the episode is watchable, right? Mm-hmm. We can all agree mm-hmm. on this. Bad bits equals bad episode. Uh, and that can bog down some of the older ones, but if the mystery or the monster is still iconic or whatever, then you can still get by, right? But if you get rid of everything else and you just have bits, then you are de- determined. It is determined on whether or not the jokes are funny. You know? In this case, they were funny. In many cases, many cases, <laughs> the jokes aren't funny. Yeah, you don't have a lot to hide behind if there's not, uh, you know. Exactly. And, and you also, exactly. if there's not a big monster, and you also don't have the rest of the gang to sort of bounce off of. So it's very stripped down. Yeah. They go, uh, they go swimming across the moat to escape. Um, Scrappy thinks it's a pool. He's not very smart. Uh, He's a great swimmer. That's true. I would like to, because the Black Knight goes chasing after them. Could you imagine... Swimming through a moat in a suit of armor? I don't think that was designed for water sports. No, not at all. It seems very laborious and difficult. (laughs) Um, They make it across the the thing. The knight's still coming after him, but he he can't stop laughing. He can't stop laughing. Something tickles him. He's got a bunch of fish in his, in his clothes. And Shaggy says... <laughs> it's either Shaggy or Scooby, I can't remember. One of them says, The old fish-in-the-pants trick never fails. Never fails. Yeah. I think Scrappy asks him, yeah. how did you do that? And he said, yeah, he says... Uh, you know, like... Never, yeah, never fails. It's like this little secret that we're not supposed to know how he managed to sneak a bunch of fish up his um, long johns. They've done it before, Maggie, and they'll do it again. They've terrorized (laughs) a poor man by putting fish down his pants before, and they'll do it again. They're menaces. Uh, Yeah, they're not going to be allowed back in Scotland, I don't think. 
they, they trespassed this, this man's home and he uh, used castle doctrine against them. But uh, he also threatened to kill them. So I think it's a wash. It's true. Okay, that's, that's Sir Scooby and the Black Knight. Checking in. How do we feel about Scrappy Dude? Still like him? Uh, I think, what a great guy to have with you on vacation. No. Yeah. He's planned out all the recreational activities. You know, he's so cheerful. He's going to back you up in a fight. Uh, I think we do get the, the uh, catchphrase here. Uh, so, yeah. I will say, I'm warming up on Scrappy-Doo in this episode, because he's not the, the one inciting violence. This is Shaggy and Scooby's fault. They, they're, they're the ones who wanted to eat this guy's food. They just can't help themselves. Okay. I mean, Scrappy just thinks he's in a hotel having fun. <laughs> we all want to have our friends know that our friends are going to back us up. Yeah. And Scrappy's always going to be there for you. Yeah, for sure. Okay, Scooby in Wonderland. What what to say about this one, huh? This, so this is a, as you pointed out when you picked this episode, this is a, this is a recurring theme with these shorts, right? Uh, dropping the the gang into uh, into a public domain storyline, right? Yeah, I know they did Wizard. They did Wizard of Oz. They did Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. Almost always, they're terrible. <laughs> Just the worst. I remember the Wizard of Oz one being absolutely just interminable. Awful. Well, it's also hard to fit Wizard of Oz, for example, into eight minutes. Yeah. And make it good. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> But they're always interesting. I think they're. Sure. This one they, they, ends up yeah. being a dream sequence. I think they're often dream sequences. Yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, Scrappy wants to hear a bedtime story. Uh, I thought it was funny because Scooby is clearly not interested in hearing a bedtime story. <laughs> <laughs> He's got this look on his face like, yeah, whatever, sure. <laughs> He's an adult. He's an adult man, an adult dog. I, I get it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shaggy reads Alice in Wonderland. Scooby falls asleep. It's a dream. Hmm. He wakes up. Scooby is Alice. He's got the locks on his head, hmm. the golden locks. I thought it was pretty funny. Cute, cute sight gag. Him with the with the the blonde wig, right? Mm-hmm. I wish they had put him in the dress too, but you know I understand that's too much work to animate when they could just animate his head. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they have Scrappy is the stand-in for the White Rabbit, the March Hare. Got a uh, bunny bunny ears on. Very cute. I'll admit, very, very cute. good good outfit. He's got the watch. He's very late. Yeah. Is the kind of thing that would be a Funko Pop these days, right? Like, like bunny. Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd, 
I'd buy that. Exactly. Bunny Scrappy variant. Get it in a... <laughs> only at Walgreens around Easter. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, uh, Shaggy, for some reasons, just there, too. He's not... Uh, <laughs> he, he does not take over one of the characters in the story. He just, like, shows up. He's like, Scooby, what's going on? Why are we here? <laughs> Scrappy uh, drops a uh, uh, bunny power. Yeah, yeah. So we, yeah, we get a look. Look, that's a really um, useful catchphrase. It's true. They can do whatever they want with it. They, they really mm-hmm. will subvert it, uh, ham fist anything in there. They, they absolutely will. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, it is funny that it's already season. That's season two, and we've already had like three different takes on the catchphrase in this one episode alone, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, bunny power is better than birthday power, that's for sure. It at least fits the same meter. <laughs> Both of them got uh, laughs out of me, so I don't see any I, issues. Who am I to judge, then? Uh, <laughs> they chase Scrappy through the rabbit hole, because, of course, he's uh, late for a very important date. Um, they land in pit at the bottom of the rabbit hole with two tiny doors at the bottom. Now, this is crazy. Maybe the, <laughs> maybe the best maybe the best gag of the whole uh, yeah. three-part episode. This 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 gag, I mean, I I I, I burst out laughing cuz I was in shock. <laughs> Like, I was just like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> because on the table are two Scooby Snacks and a sign that Shaggy reads that says, Eat these, stupid! <laughs> <laughs> Which in, is, is a meta-commentary on yeah. Alice in Wonderland. It's, you know. it's, yeah, and Shaggy goes, eat these stupid. Oh, that's us. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Oh, that's us, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, what, a, what a smart joke. Works on multiple levels. It really did catch me off guard, so I had, I mean, I had no choice but to laugh. It was, it was, it's ridiculous. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you shouldn't eat snacks that are set out for you by strangers, especially in a magical land. Don't uh, eat anything that insults you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, great, great bit. Obviously, one Scooby Snack makes you larger, one makes you smaller. Mm-hmm. They shrink down, and there are two doors. They do eating, meeny, miny, mo. Shaggy opens one of the doors, and there's a lizard creature on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> Don't remember that from Alice in Wonderland. Got your monster. Which is fine. Yeah, yeah, I got my monster. They're playing with the uh, they're playing with the 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 actual text. This is good. I'm mm-hmm. down with this. They go through the other door. Understand? This is when uh, my goodwill for this episode starts to run out very quickly. Because <laughs> now they've decided, okay, yeah, we got eight minutes. We're going to do the entirety of Alice in Wonderland. Let's go. We're going to do the whole thing. Yeah, we gotta check. Gotta play all the hairs. <laughs> yeah, they go running through the, these woods with these trees that attack them. I don't remember this from Alice in Wonderland. This is a Wizard of Oz thing, right? Uh, 
Yes, I. I'm not a big Alice in Wonderland fan. I mean, there's like spooky woods, but like not the trees that attack you. That's from Wizard that, of Oz. I mean, that's definitely Wizard of Oz, no question. I could be an Alice in Wonderland too. Maybe. Sure, why not? Yeah. Who am I to? I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, that that part boring and stupid. Um, they, <laughs> uh, they they find the smoking caterpillar instead. He's blowing mm-hmm. bubbles because smoking's not good. Good lesson to teach kids: don't smoke. I understand. I'm all for it. Uh, mm-hmm. This bit really impossible to parse, actually, <laughs> because <laughs> the caterpillar obviously. In well, the cat, the, yeah, okay, go caterpillar yeah, classically caterpillar. bestows wisdom upon Alice, right? Uh, right, the, but these... the caterpillar is also a, like it's a tough bit in Alice in Wonderland, too. Yeah, 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 it's intentionally um nebulous, difficult to, to understand what he's saying, uh, right? But this bit is just insane because like the bubbles pop, and like you know, obviously. In the in the original story, whatever the 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 cigars the the pipe smoke turns into like different shapes and stuff. These bubbles pop, and they say, "Stop, look, listen." Huh? Ah, uh, cool. yeah, exactly. What? <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. And Shaggy's like, "Hey, that's pretty good," or something. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? Might as well have said, "Stop, drop, and roll." Like, what is this? It's, Stop, look, listen that, is for trains. Yes. It's just, it's just like nice <laughs> advice to give to kids. Right? Yeah. Well, you stop, look, I don't listen understand. To the ca- to, <laughs> Stop, look, listen to the caterpillar. <laughs> I, guess, <laughs> I don't know why this is so hard to understand. I just don't. I, I, you're right. They literally, What's that to get? They probably came up with whatever the first three-word slogan that came to them was and, and wrote it in the episode. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't know. It it made sense at the time. Yeah. Caterpillar tries to eat him. Yeah, he turns very scary very quickly. I thought that was cool. He's got a bunch of forks in all of his hands. I like that. Mm -hmm. The runaway, uh, now they see a massive Cheshire cat. Yep. Don't remember the Cheshire Cat being that big. That's another subversion on the uh, on the story. But this is, is just so another small. slightly menacing thing for them to run away from. So my uh, patience is wearing very thin at this point. <laughs> it's been five minutes. <laughs> yeah, Ethan, this episode was so short, and you're already out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, they, we do get a, a, a costume. They dress up as flowers for half a second. Um, was that a costume change that you liked? Oh, uh, yes. Um, always a good bit. But it was, like you said, it was so short. You, bet, you blink and you miss it. We meet back up with the Bad Hatter and uh, Scrappy the Rabbit at a mm-hmm. tea party, obviously. Written down here, no thanks, was my note, because I don't like the Mad Hatter in basically any iteration of 
Yeah, that's fair. I was impressed to the extent that, um, you know, all the the character designs were pretty recognizable. It's true. As the, I guess based, I guess the Disney version of Alice in Wonderland is pretty, you know, accepted as... The most definitive one, for sure. Mm, yeah. Uh, a lot of these characters were like, oh, yeah, that's that's this, that's that. Uh, when Mad Hatter came around, I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's the guy. Uh, I'd agree with you on that. I'm not a fan. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, thank you. Um, guess who else shows up? Because we're really doing the whole thing. We're going to have every single person here. Uh <laughs> Red Queen. She's here. She doesn't like tea parties. <laughs> sure. Why not? <laughs> Scrappy does what Scrappy does. He picks a fight with her. And I'll say this. First episode, don't like Scrappy. He's a menace. Causing problems. Just baby talk annoying. Second episode, warming up to Scrappy. He, he just, he's just having a, a good time. This episode, Scrappy's good in this episode. Scrappy hitting the Red Queen, uh, you've come around. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's like what I was saying. When he, he's a one-joke character, right? So if you only do that joke one time in an episode, it's funny. Mm-hmm. Which is mm-hmm. the case here. Because he's been relegated to the to the March Hare, he's gone for most of the episode. He's not there. He he he's also not bothering people because he has a, a clear goal in mind, which is to get to this tea party. Tea party doesn't get to happen because the Red Queen doesn't like tea. He gets upset. I understand that. She's a party pooper. I agree with him. Gets into a fight with her. We do the one joke one time. It's good. What's not to like? Look, I'm glad you have justification. I'm happy to hear your reasoning. I'm just happy that you've come around. Yeah. I have. Over the course of this episode, I think I've grown to like him again. He, he's here for you whenever you're ready. It's true. It's true. It's true. There's a lot of, there's a lot of Scooby and Scrappy-Doo for me to re- watch again. Uh, since I was a kid. Never went away. I just never really felt like it. <laughs> um, yeah, they get into a fight. Scooby gets roped into the fight. Uh, she's just shaking him around, and then he realizes, you know, back in the real world, it was all just a nightmare. Just like poor Alice poor guy fell out of his bed. Right, isn't that how Alice in right? Wonderland? Spoilers for Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Skip ahead if you uh, haven't read or watched Alice in Wonderland. Um, yeah, it is. It is a thing where it's probably all in her head, but maybe not. Just like the ending of this episode, because Scooby takes off his little sleeping cap, and he's got blonde wig on, baby. <laughs> Good bit. It, existentialist horror ending to an episode. See, Why I watch really Nightmare on Elm Street. I don't know that I, I did. 
I think I think the art is really interesting, you know, for a show that's okay. that's uh, usually pretty simplistic and quickly done. They get to do some really, um, you know, vibrant colors and psychedelic things, obviously. And, um, uh, you know, it gets 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 a little weird, not as weird as the show can get. Um, so it's you can look point. forward to it. So I don't know. I really like this one. Good point. I agree with you. Interesting. Interesting. And I don't. I don't really but, like Alice in Wonderland as a property. Um, well, it's interesting that you say that because before we can rank these episodes on our heavy metal tier list, we have to play Jinkies or Stinkies. Oh. And the topic that I have selected for this week is Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> so, folks, Maggie already knows she's a she's a returning player to this game, but this is Jinkies or Stinkies. It's a recurring segment on this show in which each week I come up with six stories or facts relating to a topic included in the episode. Some of the stories will be true. Those are jinkies. Some of them I will have made up. They are stinkies. Now, I really didn't have any any choice but to do Alice in Wonderland because we covered the other Black Knight ghost on this episode already, so we've done nights. I couldn't find any birthdays whenever we did Happy Birthday, Scooby-Doo. I couldn't find anything good for that. <laughs> um, so we're stuck, with, uh, we're stuck with Alice in Wonderland. Maggie. All right, uh, bring it on. I did so, I did play the yeah, uh, White Rabbit in my fourth grade school play, so Wow, burying the one. lead, Maggie. <laughs> Reveal that now? An hour and a half in this episode? Are you kidding? That's crazy. Did you how how many lines did you have? Uh it, a few. It was like a community theater children's was it a musical? theater situation it was a musical uh i did sing the song uh wow i was late for a very important date uh uh, according to my mom i was uh excellent i'm sure you were i believe i believe your mom wholeheartedly well maybe that expertise will help you out here we'll see i've got to redeem myself from scooby or not scooby yeah You could do it. I believe in you. Alice's Adventures in Wonderland is considered by some to be a transgressive work. It was banned in multiple countries for its depiction of drug use, but in 1931, it was banned in China for a different reason. The governor of Hunan province forbade the book on the grounds that animals should not use human language because it places them on too similar a level as humans, which can have dangerous effects. So they're jinky or he's stinky. Hmm. Interesting. Um. I'm gonna go stinkies. That one is true, I'm afraid. Afraid it is true. It Do you agree with it? Well, they, well, well, I'm just thinking, they, there would have been a lot of things they had to ban in that case. 
a lot of anthropomorphic yeah. animal Scooby Doo, for instance. Media <laughs> could not work out in that case. Yeah. Um. Okay, moving on. I have no actual stats on this, but I would say it is possible that Alice's Adventures in Wonderland has been adapted to more time than any other work of fiction. From Care Bear episodes to edgy new metal PC games, none takes the cake more than the 1976 film Alice in Wonderland, an X-rated musical fantasy. The film featured explicit sex scenes and multiple musical numbers such as What's a nice girl doing with a knight? And his dingling is up. The film grossed $90 million at the box office and was even reviewed by Roger Ebert, who called it, quote, a pleasant surprise. Ethan, did you say $90 million? $90 million. This is a family show. Um, $90 million for What year? 1971? 1976. No, Stinkies. This is also true. What? Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, people just uh, had no shame back then, I guess. They just <laughs> went well, and saw internet, I mean, Roger Ebert. Internet wasn't invented Roger yet. Ebert reviewed it. Roger, well, insane. Roger Ebert has taste. I believe in him. Well, I know. I'm uh, just, but, but it's crazy that like it got reviewed in newspapers, right? Like, I mean, um, it's absurd. Sounds great. I have to find it. Honestly, like, yeah. No. I mean, his dingling is up. Sounds like a great musical number. <laughs> <laughs> um, incredible stuff. Yeah. Why? Uh, why did they stop making this? <laughs> <laughs> you have a whole franchise. They could. They could. Um, okay. You're 0 for 2 so far. God, man. Lewis Carroll. rankings. I assume you keep rankings of all your guests and their stats. I don't. I only know of the one person to have uh, gotten all of them correct, which is, of course, Daniel Foster. Uh I'm afraid you're not going to be able to, to catch him this week, but maybe next time. So, Lewis Carroll, uh, who we all know is the writer of Alice's Adventures in Wonderland and Through the Looking Glass, he suffered from a... <laughs> he suffered from a rare neurological disorder where he experienced bizarre hallucinations that affect the perceived dimensions of physical objects making them appear larger or smaller than they really are. Some believe this inspired large sections of his book. The disease was discovered in 1955 and was later renamed from Todd Syndrome to Alice in Wonderland Syndrome. Interesting. I think there is something... There is something called Alice in Wonderland Syndrome that I've heard of. I don't know if this is it. I don't know if Lewis Carroll had it. Um, we just had two jinkies. You know how I like to gamify and try to get in your head. Hmm. Hmm. Stinkies. This is a jinky. 
This really is true. Well, crazy to I think know why I guess stinky is because true. I just told you that I knew that that was a thing that existed, but I thought maybe you were trying to be tricky. Listen, I mean, hey. I am. It's a tricky game. You're really tricky with this said? game. All right, well, maybe I can be with the three first down. guest to, to get none <laughs> get <all> of <laughs> It's possible. We'll see. Edwin, a longtime staple of the Disney film system, voiced the Mad Hatter in the original animated film. He was invited to cut the ribbon at the Alice in Wonderland ride, which opened at Disneyland in 1958. He missed the ceremony, however, because he woke up hungover from a night out drinking with his buddies. He drove himself to Disneyland, but was pulled over for going below the speed limit on the interstate. The policeman didn't respond well to, You don't understand, I can't get a ticket right now. I'm the Mad Hatter, and I'm wanted in Wonderland. He was late for a very important date. Exactly. Um, okay, well that has to be Stinkies. It is a Stinky. Um, make that very clear. I did make that up. Uh, Edwin Estate, please don't come after me for defamation. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure he was a lovely guy who never did anything like that. <laughs> um, Okay. Next up, you're on the board. Yeah. All right. You can still go for 50-50. People have put intentionality on every aspect of Carol's children's story, claiming that nearly everything in it coincides with some part of the man's life. One of the more credible theories, however, is that the Cheshire Cat relates to the Carol family cat, Petunia, owned by his daughter, which had a penchant for going missing. Carol later admitted that there had been Three different petunias, as whenever one would go missing, he couldn't bear to admit it to his daughter that she ran away. So he would just track down another cat that looks just like it. Um, that's really funny. Um, stinkies. Stinkies. It is a stinky. It's a stinky. I, I made it up. You are correct. Great job. Oof. All right. It, it's on the line now. You really Oof. could hit 50-50 or <laughs> not. Pressure's <laughs> <laughs> on. All right. In 2021, digital artist Crunchy Wolf sold an NFT titled Through the Rabbit Hole for the Ethereum equivalent of $427,000. This non-fungible piece of digital art was a mosaic of stills from countless Alice in Wonderland adaptations that occupied the greater image of a pill that said, Eat me. Crunchy Wolf had a reasonable following, but was shocked to make so much money on a single piece of art. Turns out the man that bought it, a Southern California native named Hector Vasquez, erroneously believed that the NFT was a viral marketing scheme and secretly concealed the Matrix 4 trailer at the time was weeks away from release hector was denied his request for a refund <laughs> so funny um i really want that to be true um if it's not true props to you i'm gonna go with jinkies that one is a stinky i made it up <laughs> 
NFTs will never not be funny, just as a thing that exists. Hey, yeah, really, just uh, ruining the world. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, you know, at the time of recording this, we're a few months away from the Matrix being released. Say, so there's a ninety nine percent chance that there will be official Matrix NFTs by the time that it comes out. Oh boy, can't wait. That's jinkies or stinkies, Maggie. You didn't do quite so hot, but that's okay. Uh, not my not my best day out, but so it goes sometimes. We do have to rank these episodes on the jinkies or stinkies tier list. Now, I've caught on to you. I've caught on to your little game. Because both episodes that you have wanted to cover on this show have been episodes that are multiple parts. So I think you're just trying to cover as much territory as possible. <laughs> Look, I'm just I'm just here providing a service to your listeners. All right, you're you're right. You're right. I mean, hey, somebody had to cover Scooby and Wonderland, <laughs> which <laughs> we have now done, um, as we did, as we did with the pup named Scooby Doo's. We're going to rank each segment on its own. Okay. So, again, there are five tiers to our tier list. Starting from the top, we have the Golden Scoob tier. That's the best of the best. Then we have the Groovy tier beneath that. That's for episodes we like a lot that are just not quite good enough to make it to the cream of the crop. We have Just Another Mystery, which is the middle of the road. Not too bad, but not too good. We have Scooby Dumb, which are episodes that are dumb <laughs> and then we have <laughs> the rut row tier which is the very very bottom Oof. now all right i don't think any of these are going to make it to the top wow all right well there go my notes I don't think any of them are making it to the top. <laughs> but i don't think that any of them will make it to the bottom the very bottom have you have we had a a, a rut row yet? Have you had any rut row no, episodes? I don't think so. I don't ah. think so. Um, not gonna. I know gonna... that there are scrappy dudes that are worse than this. Yeah, I I would not. I would not submit any of these for rut row for that fact. We have not um, met certain other uncle uh, who might... There's a do left uh, uncovered. <laughs> who might... Uh, yeah, there are definitely worse episodes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I'd agree. Um, so let's, uh, let's, start with, uh, let's start with Scrappy's birthday. Um, Scrappy's birthday of the three that we covered today, probably my least favorite... Not a lot Thank of God you there. said that because I agree. <laughs> <laughs> um, I might throw that into the Scooby Dumb yeah, I, I think it simply has to be. There's, there's no way. There's no way you can go anywhere else. <laughs> there's not a lot. There's not a lot. Um, not a lot there. Sorry, Ruby Doo. Um, I hope you're doing well out there wherever you are. Um. <laughs> Yeah. Found some uh, meaning. Uh, in she life. clearly doesn't care about what happens to her son, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
All right. So, Scrappy's birthday going into the Scooby Dumb tier. That leaves Sir Scooby and the Black Knight. What are we doing there? Um. This feels like a standard, just another mystery to me. I yeah, I agree. Need um, to put that higher than, than that. Yeah, got some. That's what it needs to do. In and out. Almost tricks you into thinking it's regular Scooby Doo. <laughs> yeah, there's not. We didn't. Yeah, there's not even. There's kind of an unmasking. Uh, it's just a guy yeah. in a <laughs> sure. in his suit. I don't know. Um, How can there be unmasking still... when the crime is being committed by Shaggy and Scooby? <laughs> Yeah. So Okay. That leaves the big one here. One that I very mm. much did not like and that you enjoyed quite a bit. <laughs> yeah, where would you put Scooby? Where would you Wonderland. put uh, Scooby in Wonderland? <laughs> would you just punt it directly back into Wonderland? I would put it in Scooby Dumb, personally. But Yeah. I'm yeah, not the only No, fine. I'm not the only one to decide. <laughs> um as, mu- as much as I um, admired the, you know, I like when it takes a swing. Uh, I, I, I thought the art style was fun. Um, I think that there are weirder episodes of this show that go way more weird. Um, yeah. And I wouldn't ever really care to watch this one again <laughs> so um yeah i think scooby dumb scooby dumb it is yeah. unfortunately There's nothing wrong with it but it's yeah it's yeah. fine so, yeah sorry to scooby and wonderland you really <laughs> gave it your all um, well okay i mean that's that's that that's settled um we've we've covered we've officially done it we've officially tackled the beast that is Scrappy Doo on this show. That's a that's an albatross off of our neck, and I'm glad that it was you to do the first one because he's he's an underdog. You know, he needs somebody to defend him. He is. Well, no, he he would probably take offense at you saying that. Uh, he doesn't need anybody defending him. He can defend himself. Right, my mistake. <laughs> of course, of course, of course. He is uh, Scrappy after all. He's very scrappy. Uh, scrappy from birth. As, uh, as he found out coming out of the womb uh, from minute one. But yeah. uh, I think he's very endearing. Uh, I think he gets a bad rap. And, yeah, and like, you, like you said, I think a lot of it just uh, comes from the, his environment and not necessarily <laughs> <laughs> his nature. Uh, but he can be really fun, and uh, some of these some of these episodes um, uh, can be a can be a real hoot. So I'm glad we got to cover a few of them. Absolutely. Again, thank you for coming back. Thank you so much for having me back. Um, I uh, hope to come back again uh, anytime. Absolutely. You'll. De- this is definitely not the last we've heard of Maggie Grossman or Scrappy Doo. <laughs> Or Scrappy-Doo. Um, 
for better or for worse. <laughs> for sure. This is a this is your opportunity to plug anything if you would like. Um, to plug anything. Um, I guess I will plug. Um. Uh, you can follow me on Letterboxd um, at Maggie G, and you can watch the movie Stick It. It's a great movie. Watched it again oh, yeah. uh, last week, and it's uh, really, really good. Everybody should see oh, it. Yeah. It's a great movie. I also watched it at Maggie's recommendation. It's really good. Very much recommend. Um, if you want to follow me, you can follow me at the real Bun- at the real Brundine on Twitter. You can follow the show at Heavy Metal Pod. And if you like the show, tell a friend. Word of mouth is the best way to get other people to listen to it because it's hard to find people that are interested in spending 90 minutes listening to people talking about Scooby-Doo. Um, but that's what we do on the show. Every week it's a different era of Scooby-Doo and a different guest, but I will always be here for the rest of all time or until I've covered every episode of Scooby-Doo there is. Um, Once again, thank you to Maggie Grossman for joining me on this week's episode. Thank you to you, the listener, for listening to this whole thing. And as always, to all you meddling kids out there, remember to stay Ha, ha, ha,